Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Hafsa and welcome to the Mind Pretty Soul podcast, where I get to talk about that which gives you peace of mind, keeps you looking pretty and the things that make your soul sing with incredible women that inspire me. I'm going to jump straight into the episode with Lel and Teko today. It's been a year since I started Mind Pretty Soul. It was February last year that I decided to have my very first guest, Pfizer Shake. And months later, I invited Lel and Teko on the show while we had our UK lockdown. And now now we are in our third UK lockdown, so I thought it was only right. And Leven came highly demanded. Happy listening. Welcome to Mind Pretty Soul, Leven. Thank you for coming today and joining me. I am honored to be back. I cannot believe I forced guys, listeners, Hafsa's people. I forced myself back. I said, <laughs> girl, you better have me again. I've enjoyed myself last time. So thank you so much for having me. You were requested, actually. Like you were requested a couple of times by a few listeners and they were like we really want her back on we'd love her back on so you are very welcome you are very wanted so welcome welcome we're in our third lockdown by the way in the UK as of recording so how are you managing all of that I am adapting I'm, I'm learning I'm looking I'm nourishing my mind looking after my mind I'm just taking it easy and not being too harsh on myself so this year for me it's all about taking it easy taking it slow going for walks just accepting welcoming change and difference because I, I don't think we had we had no control so I don't want to be too harsh on myself so I'm just taking it slow and um, taking it one day each day as it comes good I think it really is a good approach to take things each day as it comes because you'll have a great day you might be out and about or whatever it was when we were in tier three and then tier four and then within hours notice, you're told, okay, you've got to bunker down and we're going into tier four or you've got a couple of days notice and then it's a full national lockdown. So things are really unpredictable right now. So you do have to take it each day as it comes, really. We, we're very lucky because I always go back to the basic things. I am lucky. I am privileged that I have food. I have privilege that I have shelter, 
I was on my period the other day and I was just so grateful to have access to medication because I get extreme pain. So just to have like medication, get a hot water bottle, have a home, that itself for me is like biggest privilege ever, especially if you think of the refugees, um, especially female uh, refugees who are like, in a place like tent and they are like they don't have a place to they don't have a shelter so who am i to complain with the shelter medication access to uh, water food my family i just i it's my religion as well i think the the islam just comes out i'm just super grateful and i wanna i just don't want to be unappreciative to ilahi and i want to say thank you ilahi and remind myself that i'm in a privileged position and the rest i mean i will take it slow we can't come and die <laughs> in the words of burner boy i can't come and kill myself you know and especially in the middle of a pandemic or in the middle of a panoramic as people are saying you know panoramic <laughs> It's crazy to me that the whole pandemic has kind of birthed this whole culture and lexicon in and of itself, like the words that we use nowadays and the phrases and the memes and, and everything. And I just think that there is a special thing or there's something to be said about humor in the midst yeah. of world crises. Like, for example, the other day we had far right Trump supporters storm the Capitol. So the memes and the quality comedic content that came from all of that, honestly, I just think that these are the things that kind of keep us going. Black Twitter especially. But for me, I'm just so grateful that they're there because comedy is the only thing we have at the moment. And sense of humor is the only thing that's keeping us going. So I'm super grateful, man. The memes, the gifts. And now we have Clubhouse app as as well for those of you who are not familiar with it is a new app is an audio app so that is keeping me going it could be problematic sometimes but it's definitely keeping me going um before last year i've stopped making content in some parts because i just felt like this was not the right time it was you know when you say read the room i did that to myself i was like read the room love them people are losing their loved ones because i just didn't think it was appropriate my content was not appropriate and then i got some girl who messaged me she was just like no 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 we need it <laughs> don't yeah. stop making videos we need that uplifting videos so slowly slowly this year i post here and there and i just try to creep my way back to the timeline because you don't want to be disrespectful to people who are struggling with their life and with everything that's happening. And I'm out here making happy videos, you know? I think it's, I mean, by the way, I never really sensed that your content would have been inappropriate given the times that we're in, because for me, I love the energy that you have in your content, especially when you dance and you're so happy-go-lucky and you've got yeah. this really, you have this really infectious, cheerful energy about you. So for me, it's like a tonic in the midst of everything that's happening at the moment. But when it comes to reading the room, I do think that's really important. And I think it's interesting you say that because celebrities are definitely a group of people that are not reading the room. Oh, we talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about it. I just think a lot of celebrities are kind of out of touch and they're very tone deaf, whether it's their response to Black Lives Matter, to the pandemic, to make America great again or whatever it is. And is it because they aren't in touch with reality at all and what the everyday person goes through? Do they have people in their team that are at all to kind of bring them back to reality? I'm not sure. I don't think so because even when the pandemic started, they were literally like making videos from their mansions in LA and, and, and there's a huge house saying, oh my God, like we're so, we're in a lockdown. Um, celebrities, 
are so detached sometimes because for them they sometimes don't even have real friends around them you know for me I am not influenced much by the celebrity culture never have been um but that they they do influence a lot of young people and how they look at the world and it's very sad that they were very very insensitive when it came to the pandemic some of them do put posts up about black lives matter and stuff like that but is that enough no but then at the same time they're celebrities they're not academics <laughs> like some of them are out- outspoken like cardi b i surprisingly like her voice i like how she she just is very very like yes this is what i think this is this is how it is. I really like that about her. Um, and I don't know if you've seen a clip that went viral. Her daughter, she was she was jamming to her song and then her daughter came in and she kind of like dimmed the song down and people were just like, oh, you produce a song, but you don't want your own daughter to hear it. But it's common sense. That child was very, ex- the song was explicit and she didn't want the child to hear because the song's not for the child. So yeah, it's always drama. I find it so dramatic. I can't keep up. There's always something happening. There's always something. We're in a generation like no other in the sense that people have large followings. Sometimes you might have a couple of thousand. Sometimes you might have tens of thousands. Sometimes you might even have millions of people that follow you. And even a couple of thousand of followers is a lot. I think sometimes when it comes to social media, we kind of get lost in the, oh, I have only got 1K followers. 1K followers is still a lot. If you were to pack 1,000 people in a room with you, that's no small feet you know so you use your platform very responsibly Lavan. but is there do you kind of do that consciously or is it just something that comes naturally to you I definitely use a strategy um, because I've been doing it for such a long time and sometimes you get comfortable. Um, But for me, I always remember at the back of my head, what I say is very, very important. You know, a friend of mine called me the other day and she was like, well, yeah, you put a a post up saying men are do-do-do, which is a word that we don't usually say. And I'm just like, really, did I say that? That That's not like me. Um, (laughs) Like, did did I say men are this? Um, And it turns out that it was just a little gift that I used about men ain't did but it wasn't actually like you know the 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 term and then I called her back and I said to her listen I didn't put that up that's not like me that's way out of my character I think it's just that first of all how I am on social media is how I am in real life so that makes it easy so be transparent of the stuff that I stand for um so if I wouldn't say it to you in real life I wouldn't tweet it And if I can't back it up, then I wouldn't post about it. So I always stayed away from stuff that I had no knowledge of. And I subconsciously, like, it just became a habit. Like, I'll speak about stuff that I'm comfortable with and um, work with people that that my energy kind of goes towards and um, just not connect with people just for the sake of it, you know, just because they're also on social media, that does not mean that I would be their friend or I would work with them or you would see me associating with them or reposting them. No, I would know you for years and you will not hear from me. So I think I've just managed to like, A, mind my business, B, try not to bring my personal life into social media because it can be very dramatic personally. So I didn't bring personal life in. And uh, see, I've just um, thought about it before I actually posted of the consequences that that video can have. So sometimes I get too passionate. So I would think about it. Would I have liked someone to make this video about me? I think maybe when I was a lot younger, I would post about an individual. But now that definitely I think twice about what I post and how it's seen and what impact it will have on young girls, especially. Um, So, yeah, I, I do think before I post. 
because I know there are girls who do follow uh, my content and young girls as well. And I, I know what kind of, I can have some sort of an influence of how they think. So I try to be uh, very careful and uh, not, not preach something too negative or something that's quite divisive in the community. But I do press buttons sometimes. Sometimes you have to, I guess, especially when it's something that you're very passionate about. Although years ago, I used to be the kind of person who, when I first joined Twitter, I think I was like 20 or 21 and I'm 29 now. Yeah, I'm a similar age. <laughs> and sometimes I would get into kind of debates with people about random topics from here and there, A to Z. And years later, I think I was like 25 three or four I just kind of realized that it's not worth it because rarely ever does someone want their opinion to be changed no I agree like for me is I think social media it can take you to a dark side so I just hang out I, ha- I have a private account so I just literally post family and friends there um and if I do want to talk about something controversial on the timeline or something like that I contact my close friends and we just have like a FaceTime chat just to talk about it because we always say not every day have a say. I'm not going to lie. I'm shady sometimes, but just try not to bring that to the timeline because it's just, it, it, there's young girls that follow me and I don't want them to see me be like very too silly because I am I can be silly. So I just have a private chat. Speaking of having a platform and being responsible with your platform and just having people listen to you and kind of taking what you have to say, we put out a call to action for people to ask us any questions that they might have. And someone reached out. Um, Let me just read it out, actually. So I feel like since leaving uni, I'm just going to paraphrase this just to make it a bit shorter. But I feel like since leaving uni, I want this year to be for my personal growth. I would now like personal goals as my main focus which personal goals do you both have and how did you think of them so I'll put that question out to you Lovin I think like for me my personal goals revolves around my religion so it would be like to be on time with the prayer because boy 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 I struggle with that I just try to identify like where what kind of stuff that I want to improve usually around like the religion um praying on time or keeping up with my sadaqah or like you know um what else that is like super super personal like my health as well like I I I make sure that you know I'm eating well so I identify stuff that I want to improve and I take money out completely I take out like salary and income and social media and everything is off so it's just deeper get into it and for me it's mainly like prayer and I I download an app um with like you know that helps me with the timing of the prayer so I get like some sort of a notification um I set it up even in my google calendar so that way it just notifies me like put in a strategy definitely say like strategize your personal um goals um just like you would do for your other goals and uh put a schedule in place and identify what you want what you didn't like last year that you would like to improve and then work on it there for me it's definitely healthy eating and 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 prayer and and how I can like you know be more at peace in my mind so those things are usually like my personal ones and the other ones are too personal you don't want to know girl you don't want to know (laughs) definitely there are certain goals that I have in mind that I'm like I don't even share with anyone else but for me I have been bleating on about it for forever so I'm turning 30 in November 
Yep. Yep. They say that life begins at 30. I cannot wait. I know that there's a lot of anxiousness around turning 30, but I'm genuinely really excited about turning 30. But I have kind of embarked on this project where I do something new each month. So I've got this project where I do something new each month, something I haven't ever done before. The main reason I want to do that is because I just want to kind of enter my 30s feeling like I tapped into my inner child. I did things that I've always wanted to do or things that I was really curious about and just kind of feel like I'm leaving my 20s on a really good empowered note. So a lot of my goals are kind of centered around that, but I also kind of kind of break down my goals based on finances, on fitness, health, things like that. But in terms of personal goals, um, mainly I think of what adds to me as a person. So my relationships with my family with my friends so I kind of have friendship and family related goals so for example going out a bit more well naturally now that we're in a lockdown that's not possible but so now what that means is calling facetiming really nurturing relationships that I have and I also have goals about learning as well so life does not stop after university especially because the girl who kind of wrote in had finished university so it's something like my dad who's a teacher also kind of drilled into me that studying and learning does not stop after formal education so I definitely have a lot of learning goals as well so I really want to take certain courses and things like that but yeah I just have a lot of goals that kind of center around my self-development to just kind of better me as a person but yeah. now my focus is more of kind of entering my 30s on a really good note oh I'm here for it I I, can't, I like I can't believe it I'm turning 29 I'm just like oh my god <laughs> super excited I feel like I'm growing um I've always been 30 in my head so it's, it feels really good I feel like I'm growing to my age finally I can have my cup of tea in peace um but yeah I think it's just working on so many things but definitely personal um development is very very important like I was in a journey for it for two years and uh, I'm so glad I, I'm still learning but I think personal development is is something that I definitely take very, very seriously, like self-critique and knowing yourself a bit more, understanding your values, your love language, um, others around you, how you, you know, communicate and interact with other people as well. Because again, like it's very easy to focus on job and this and that, but last year showed us that what is actually really, really important is the people around us, our loved ones and, you know, they're the ones who kept us going. They're our friends. Um, even if you have like a toxic trait, you see a lot of relationships and people who who go from one thing after another, after the other, after the other, without actually saying, hold up, like, let me just pick point stuff. Let me see where I'm going wrong. And let me see where I'm going right. And then, you know, let me, let me write down what I want. So that way you don't repeat the same thing and, and you don't um, identify like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not bad behavior, but you don't, um, yes, lack of self-awareness. That's it. Like lack of self-awareness, it can be very dangerous because in your head, you're, you're perfect or you're very good. You're a good friend or you're good, um, uh, sister-in-law or you're good auntie. And the, but are you though? That question is, it will help you because a lot of, is a human nature to just be like, oh, you know, that friend left me because, you know, she was very toxic and, you know, she, she blah, 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 you know, or oh, that man left me because of this and this and that. And it's always nice to make yourself feel better and, and, and come up with the whole excuse but maybe you are the problem sometimes and it's better to identify a quick before you take that toxic behavior to your future friendships and your future relationships so I think self-awareness identifying 
you know, traits about yourself will definitely help you navigate your future friendships. And then you know your standard, you know where you went wrong, what you could do better. Because at this age and forward, you want to associate with people in a healthy manner and you want to be able to communicate how you're feeling and also for people to hold you accountable so I think that that's one thing I would always tell people to work on like for people to hold you accountable and you should be okay with it you should be okay with saying okay you know what I could be wrong I apologize um let's work on it rather than just drop the whole friendship or drop the whole relationship just because you didn't work on that specific thing um I think we live in a quick quick world with, with the social media apps and relationship and dates if you don't like him swipe swipe if you don't like her swipe if you don't like your friend drop them cut them off and I think that's very very dangerous uh, way of like keeping a healthy relationship and everything's not perfect it's not like on Instagram post you can't sit with us you can't chill with us you know I'm creating TikToks together and we're best friends that's not how it works I think even best friends or good friends it, it will be tested it can be tested it's how you react and how you behave after that is very very important so you have to be open to the idea of just talking to them communicating um and if it's so toxic then feel free to leave but I think sometimes it's worth looking in and working on it amen and kind of going back to what you said about being self-aware now that i think of it in terms of figuring out personal goals it might help to identify your love languages it might help to identify your personality type how do you thrive in which environments do you thrive in most taking tests like that you know i think it's the myers-briggs test as well i think i need to take mine again i can't remember exactly what i was but i do think mine has changed over time as i've kind of experienced new things in my life since then so love languages test i am a words of affirmation and physical touch girl so i love to be told you are this you are that you are special really i love it I am yours. If you talk sweet nothings to me, I am yours. I'm literally the opposite. When when I've I've done one and it said like phys- like physical touch or like quality time things like that are like on the top and then word of information and things like that is like right at the bottom, just the, up there with the gift. I love giving gifts. That's I'm- why I don't like I don't like getting gifts. Like um, I rather like let's say. I'd rather you make me a cup of tea, like, than give me a gift, you know? I would be so happy if I come home and someone made me food, then get me, like, a new shoes. I can get shoes for myself. (laughs) So, I I, I definitely, for me, it's the other way around. It's, like, at the bottom, those things are at the bottom, and then I'm more of, like, physical touch and, like, more affectionate, like, disgusting affectionate. Like, I will hold your hand, even if we're watching TV. I like it. You can tell me, hey, you're doing amazing, and da-da-da, like, that. I just, there's nothing that will do nothing for me. When it comes to things like words of affirmation and things like that, I'm really interested to know where those kind of things stem from. Does it stem from perhaps not getting that as much when you were younger? I'm just so interested when it comes to to love languages and just seeing how people are and how they interact with one another because I think a lot of the breakdowns of relationships whether it is romantic or friendship or even I've even seen love languages being used in the context of work as well sometimes breakdown in communication and relationships can be because there's kind of like a dissonance between someone's love language and another person's love language and to me you might give me money you might buy me gifts and that's your way of showing me that you love me or for example as a parent I give you clothes, I feed you. That's my way of showing you. But someone else might say, well, my mother didn't tell me she loved me and my dad didn't tell me he loved me and I was great and he didn't affirm these things to me. So there's kind of that mismatch. 
there's that yeah. kind of dissonance there so that's really interesting and I just I'd love to kind of dig deeper into love languages and just see how people I think you should I, th- I can see you proper become an expert in that field <laughs> and also like for me I, I find it very interesting but also even with friendships some people didn't get that type of love at home do you get it so even it works not just relationship it works in friendships like I have friends who would not even touch you um so yeah it's very interesting to find out like the deeper when you're little what kind of love you've received and how you are around people like you take that to your relationship as well so some people lack affection so they seek that with their partner because they they didn't get that affection at home when they were like a child so it's it's just really like how it works from childhood to to adult heard is is very interesting and i don't know if you've seen there are girls who'd rather go for a guy who is not smarter than them because they love it they love the fact that they are smarter the smarter partner or they they like the fact that they can control their partner it's because they didn't have that much of control at home or they they lack control in other aspects of the their life so for them it's very important to have that control at home and it's the same thing with men as well they 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 might go for a certain type so even when you seek a partner um you have to be very careful and like look around of what kind of partner you're seeking and the way you're seeking and how you seek how you seeking is it like unhealthy because you can look for a guy and you know who's exactly like your dad or someone who's definitely not like your dad or like you just have to look and understand what are you looking for and even analyze what you're looking for and how healthy that is because some people are looking for that protection and that comfort because they didn't create that comfort within themselves um so it is really interesting please if you find books let me know i will (laughs) and speaking of finding a life partner we also had someone ask a question about why there is so much importance placed on being married and it's not even just the somali community i think it kind of extends to so many other communities because it's something that I talk a lot about with my other friends who are Pakistani or Arab or Nigerian or wherever. It's something that a lot of us have, especially as we get a bit older, there is that pressure of, oh, are you talking to someone? Are you dating? Do you have a boyfriend? And I can't tell you how many times I get that. First of all, mind your business. And second of all, it is all in my own time. And I think a lot of the time when it comes to things like that, I think it sometimes can stem from a good place because I think that they think or rather I think it comes from a good place sometimes and I say sometimes because a lot of the time they can say it in a very judgmental way when it does come from a good place it can kind of stem from they genuinely believe that a woman's value is in being chosen by a man and where else will she go in life if she has not been chosen, if she's not been married, how else will she be able to be protected and provided for and to be looked after? Because there are very few examples of women who, at least in our culture, as, as a Somali culture, there are very few examples of women who aren't married. So it's so new to them that for them, it's kind of this murky territory where, oh, God forbid, she's not married then how else will someone look after her protect her nurture her guide her and we're in a society nowadays where women are able to look after themselves they're able to provide for themselves and also that's if she doesn't find someone I'm sorry but there are billions of people out there in the world you're more likely to find someone than to never have found them you know I think like you're right you've summed it up because it's not just our community um I just want other girls to understand that that pressure 
extends to other sisters as well like i've noticed it's not just us so in a way it's comforting it's just like we are here together and i'm so glad we can laugh about this um i tried to find the humor in this whole process because i will never forget my cousin came over to stay with us and she is 11 i haven't seen her in ages i believe so she came and you know we were just talking and stuff like that bear in mind in my house and in my close circle like a family it's not that deep to be married or not married or to have a like they always knew because I've never displayed that type of a character that aspires to be married like I always had a project pending and I always had a trip pending and I'm always like trying to find out another job and stuff like that so my joy was never attached to be married so I think my mom and my dad and my brother, they just knew that I'm one of those people that will settle down later in life or if, if I do find a guy or when he finds me, hello. And then we can, you know, start whenever. But it was no, there was no pressure for my family, like close family members. So when she came to stay over, um, you know, I tried to take her aside, you know, tell her about how she is. She's a very bright young lady. And she goes, Lathan, I feel sorry for you. And I was just like, why? Why do you feel sorry for me? And she was like, you're not married. <laughs> wow. That, you know, kids are so brutal. Kids yeah. are so brutal. She said, you're not married. And I just said to her, like, you don't have to feel sorry for me because I'm not married by choice. You know, I could have, I could, listen, I was not short of marriage proposals. Like, give me a break, yeah? And I just told her, like, don't feel sorry for me. Like, I am happy where I am in life. I love the fact that I'm getting to know myself. I, I just, alhamdulillah, have great people around me. I love what I do. I pursue my passion. Like, literally, life is good. My edges are cute. I'm cute. The whole thing is cute. Like, the girls around me are amazing. And everyone is, like, blossoming. So I didn't know that there's people out there who are feeling sorry for me. But obviously, she's been around other family members. So she's been around other family homes. So kids just don't talk for the sake of talking. They've heard something. So she has this idea that all my other family members are like married and they've got multiple kids. And that's just love and just living her best life, like driving around the city. So how is that possible? So even if you grew up in a home and an environment where that is okay to take your time and live your best life, that's I'm very lucky with my family, but that's only like a close family, like extended family. They probably think that I've lost the plot to be 28 and just here and live my best life. For them, it's just like, how? How is she just not married? Because I've seen a lot of family members who settled down quick because there was the pressure. I'm, I need to have all my kids by 30. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I need to host International Women's Day in Australia. And you will. So yeah, that's, I think, don't be too harsh on yourself. And the world is changing. Uh, for women, marriage was like a essential but now a study is literally found that it, it does not actually benefit women as much when it comes to marriage so you just have to be very very careful and you have to I would always tell girls get yourself some education look after yourself get to know yourself and whatever is written for you is written for you nothing can take that no one can take that away from you but don't let society come for you live your best life laugh at them because I've done that I could have easily settled down with the pressure but that's not what I wanted I wanted to live my baby girl life I wanted to travel and I want to eat great food and drink coffee in Colombia that's what I wanted to do and that's exactly what I am doing and inshallah when I am married I know that I'll be happy and I've done everything I want to to do and I could just start like whenever surround yourself with women who are like literally have other goals and aspiration in life and with the right person you know does come to your life you can hopefully start something but meanwhile 
live your baby girl life. Exactly. I am still a baby boy and I'm living my life. There is something to be said about choice. You know, you have a choice to be married and to have children. And that's great. I love seeing my friends and my family who have partners, who have husbands and they're married and they've got their children and they've created beautiful families and the house is filled with love, joy and care and it's all yeah. beautiful, but if a woman chooses that isn't what I want for myself, or at least that's not what I want for myself at the moment, mm-hmm. good for you. Who am I to judge you? Who am I to reduce your worth to nothing then? I'm sorry, but the idea of your worth based on a man choosing to marry you or you choosing to marry him, I think can be so absurd. And it kind of reminds me recently, I was talking to my mum and I was like, oh my God, I'm turning 30 this year. And I didn't say that in a negative way. I was just saying that out of exclamation. But my mum was like, don't say that. Don't say don't say that in a bad way. I have so, I'm in my 50s and I feel young. And I said to my mum, oh, I didn't mean it in a negative way because I think she thought that I'd said it in a negative way because we're so used to just generally, we always kind of assume that when people talk about the age that they're turning, that it's a negative thing. Oh, I'm getting older. My mum was just saying to me, Hafsa, I am in my 50s and I feel young. I still feel young. And it's so true that she has this young spirit to her. Like she is so young internally, my mom. Like she's got a youthful spirit. She's so joyful, so young at heart. And you can just see that. And I think that's how you kind of need to take an approach to life. And I think also when it comes to finding a life partner as well and not allowing the pressure to get to you because what's 28 compared to a life expectancy of 70 years old for example if we are to go by the average life expectancy of people then 28 29 30 40 is nothing I'm sorry but sometimes you kind of have to question the logic that everyone has to meet their life partner by the time they are 30 people are different now I have so many of like I have some friends who are like 30 something and they just bought their house and they're thinking of buying a house for themselves and I have friends who are like saving up for their house and I have friends who just you know excelled in their career to the extent where I'm just looking at them like I am poor compared to you girl I am poor so like I just love that the people around me have other expectations in life and they're just thriving in their own way and I think environment plays a role if you surround yourself with people who life aspiration is that of course you're just gonna you're gonna feel bad about it so I think expand connect people who are very happy and comfortable in their own skin and you can stay fab like for the long run you know that would be my big tip 2020 taught us anything anyway I don't think the lesson behind 2020 if it taught us anything is that you have to go by a specific timeline 2020 was the year that turned everything upside down so if we're going by what 2020 has taught us you can't really put a specific timeline on achieving certain goals whether it's getting a job getting married or doing anything yeah I agree. If anything, I just want to just literally eat my food, be around my family (laughs) more and be grateful and pray. Like that's one thing I've learned because life is so unpredictable. And like a friend of mine lost her father and uh, like a few people that I know. So I just want to cherish every moment I have. Thank God I was never driven by money. So that, that, that's not something that I need to like give myself a nudge. Alhamdulillah, like it came to me naturally. I was never like the type to say like, I need to make this amount of money. I don't think I've ever even written that anywhere. It was never the, I always wanted to have a job and I need some income, but In fact, I even prayed not to have an income that would bring me like more problems. I've always asked like a limit because what people forget is more money, more problems, more sense, you know, if you don't control it properly. Um, So for me, money was never the drive, but this year is 
even more nudge for me to be around my loved ones and appreciate what I have um, and work on myself and my personal goals rather than other things, materials, materialistic things that could literally just come to an end with just like that. And is there anything else that you're taking from 2020 and applying to 2021? I looked after uh, my mental health more last year and I want to continue doing that. I remember mentioning this to you. I've had like the first year where I was free from panic attack and, and, and like an anxiety attack last year. So like with this year, obviously it's trying us already and it's not even like January the end. You know, I've used the little tricks, which is not to overwhelm myself, to communicate, divide tasks, ask for help. So I want to continue those things. So I could just live like this and not have panic attacks. That's amazing. Like, I'm, you're not going to find me crying in the corner. You're not going to find me like, you know, struggling to breathe. That's fantastic. I just want to have that blissful um, panic free that I've had last year. And you really don't want to know how that feels. So I just want to be free from panic um, and stress that is so extreme this year and delegate my tasks easily and relax. Oh, I'm so happy for you, Lovin. I'm so happy for you. Delegating is so important, you know, delegating is so important. So last year, I managed someone at work for the first time ever. So I'd never managed anyone before. And here I was in a new job where I had to manage someone. And it's, there's a huge responsibility when it comes to being a manager, right? In the sense that you, sometimes people kind of get, kind of, they go, they go crazy with the power. Oh, I can manage someone and get them to do anything for me but there is that responsibility that comes with it but one of the biggest benefits of being able to be a manager is to delegate and to kind of ease your workload a little bit so mm-hmm. you take some of the work off your shoulders you take some of the load off your shoulders and you're able to pass that on to someone else and not yeah. even necessarily in a work context but just generally in life and yeah. me being the eldest in my family there is a lot of responsibility on the eldest girl and when it comes to being the eldest girl, there is so much responsibility, so many things that you have to do. And lately, I'm not feeling guilty about telling my younger brother or my younger sister or whoever just to say to them, look, I'm going to need you to take care of this. Because when you delegate, honestly, it really takes the stress off you as well. Sometimes you have to. And it's not easy. It's not easy, especially when you've kind of been raised to do everything yourself or when you've been kind of conditioned to do things to do everything when you're conditioned to do everything yes yes exactly when you say yes to everything it can be so self-destructive that's why whenever people say say no I Mm. think it's all great in theory but when it comes to practice for me I find it very difficult because I I kind of notice that I have people pleasing tendencies more and more I'm able to at least have the the strength to say no it takes a lot of strength to say no or if I do say yes I'll pass that on to someone else delegating definitely helps in my case as well to kind of just mitigate some of the stress that can happen later on had I taken everything on myself and be so overwhelmed and be so overwhelmed you just burn yourself it's interesting you mentioned about being the oldest I'm also the oldest at home and it's just you know you are the lawyer the um the fixer the financial uh, reporter like everything you are everything in the family and um in a way it's good because it gives you strength it teaches you a lot you can take to you know you, you're a lot more responsible if you, if you have you noticed at work we never get fired <laughs> we never get fired we're talking about like we we're here doing the most like we do everything to the best of our ability unless it's very very bad place you, we don't even leave job easily you know um so 
I think in a way it can be good, but in a way that's why I ended up having panic attacks. That's why I ended up, you know, being so exhausted mentally to the extent that I broke down. So you really have to, even though if it's not even in your nature to say no, you need to learn boundaries, set boundaries and just say like, sorry, I can't do it. Thank you. And if, if, even if it means that people would question you, you know, they would question your new like move and just say, oh, you've changed or, you know, why is it different now? Because in a way we played a big part because we enabled. So now that you're, you're bringing up a whole new boundaries, people around you are going to look at you like, what, like, who is this person? But you need to stick to it and uh, say no sometimes um, and actually say no most of the time and um, look after your mind, look after yourself because in the long run, you're going to stretch yourself and burn even more if you continue taking everything and saving your friend and saving your uh, family and saving your job and saving your colleagues. It, is, it can be very, very overwhelming. So save yourself first. That would be my biggest thing exactly put your own oxygen mask on first because how can you then help others how can you ever possibly have any impact in your own life or others lives if you're not able to take care of yourself first when I think of looking after yourself I don't necessarily always mean it in the context of being able to help others sometimes you just do it for you anyway forget about anyone else do yeah. it just for yourself just because because when you're empty it's no good fit for you yeah. forgetting about everyone else honestly because it just trickles down into every other aspect of your life you're not yeah. productive you're cranky your relationships end up suffering everything so you really need to say no sometimes and set the boundaries now better that you set the boundaries now for yourself than you know like when it comes to certain time at work you have to disconnect you know put that laptop down I always tell the people around me like do not be like some people they have the habit of just still work like still so let me send this email let me just network with this person let me just quickly do this I'm like no boundaries when it hits nine when it hits 8 p.m that's done like finish you know I'm not even extreme where I will tell you after five o'clock clock out from work okay I understand things are different um we're in the middle of pandemic uh, but after eight o'clock after nine o'clock I don't want to hit anything to do with work so I think boundaries is very very important and even with friendship as well you set boundaries um you communicate you you tell them the expectation because you don't want to give 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 like I'm also pe like was people police are like now not anymore like say no and don't be the captain savior no it's definitely not healthy it's definitely not healthy it kind of goes back to i think being self-aware as well and the more you experience certain events in your life whether it's burnout or whether it's a negative experience you learn that okay in order to never go back to that these are the things that i need to implement and i think boundaries is probably the biggest thing that you would need to implement and on that note, I'm so grateful that you joined me again. And I'm so certain that the listeners will be grateful to listen to your amazing voice again. So where can we find you on socials? Thank you so much for having me. Like, seriously, I feel right at home in your platforms. And I really appreciate you so much. And I'm sure you're going to kill it, kill it, kill it. Before you hire a personal assistant, have me back again. And you can find me uh, at like my website, www.com taconetwork.com and you can also find me on instagram at ladentaco.com no at ladentaco actually and um yeah everything else is just ladentaco l-a-d-a-n-t-a-k-o-w and if you want a more website and you want to drop me an email or something then www.taconetwork.com yeah guys you need to check out ladent's website ladent is amazing so yeah, buy a mug, buy a t-shirt, buy everything from her, please. Thank you so much for having me. Have a lovely evening.
Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. It was wonderful episode that I'm sure you'll benefit from. Thank you so much. If you have enjoyed this episode, please don't hesitate to DM me or tweet me or even better, leave a review and subscribe. Thank you so much. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.